there's no getting around being real. I'm Jevna. And I'm Kisa. And, and this, this is Talk 360. 360. All right, guys. Another week. Um, another week. Happy it, Memorial Day. Yes. Is that how you say is, is that how it goes? Happy Memorial Day? I feel like I, don't know. I feel like every other holiday people text you like happy this. Happy it's not that. a ha- no, it's, it's not, not really. But be happy you hopefully had the day off, is my point. Oh, because I don't think it is. It, it's more like a respect for the veterans. Right. So and it's not whatever. like a, it's like not a happy day technically, no, right? It's in memorial. If you do it right. <laughs> Except it's I'm now become off, like though. the start of summer. It is. I like it. Bring but, out the white pants. Except this weather is not. Yeah, Boston's playing games. Like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like, seriously. We had a good day Friday, good day half a Saturday, and then just went downhill from there. Yeah, it's like 50 degrees right now. But, I mean, it held up enough. I was actually at a wedding on Saturday and, like, literally through the, like, ceremony and then into the reception. It didn't really rain. My friend was able to take, like, her last batch of like couple photos with her now then husband um and like right when they were finishing it started to like rain oh. so it was like perfect i mean it wasn't perfect that it was raining but it was as, the, as good as it could have been all right. things considered but yeah that no, was cool sure, so that was sure. i guess the highlight of my weekend highlight of my weekend when well, my mom came to visit and aggravated me as usual <laughs> Isn't that what all mothers do? (laughs) But it was nice to have her around and nice to have her with my daughter. My daughter had a birthday party on Saturday, um, and they seemed to have a good time. They had a good time. Just remind me, I did a rookie move. Every time I have my rookie mom moves, I always, like, talk about them. So the rookie move was I didn't know what kind of party it was. Like, I assumed it was, like, a party at a person's home you know like a home birthday party Mm -hmm. but it was actually at one of those like arcade style kid places Mm. and I wore like a shirt that was just like fought like just kept falling off my boobs (laughs) no you were not in peak yoke up the kids attire (laughs) no no and then I was like I was like in heels sandals heeled sandals so I couldn't even chase after her as quickly as I wanted to. At one point, I was like, I'm going to just take these shoes off so I could, like, <laughs> get you. So it was, like, one of my rookie mom moves where I'm, like, at this birthday party, dressed up, and, like, I should have just been in sweatpants and I'm sure you look great. <laughs> Anyways, so with that said, um, let's well, just let's get, into the, get into the roundup. Yep. So, as always, many Trump updates. <laughs> All right. So, you know, one of the big, big pieces of news that we had learned over the last few weeks is like this reconciliation between North Korea and South Korea, as well as Trump being somewhat of like a mediator in this like reconciliation. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually get it. Yeah. Get getting them all to the table. And even the fact that we're having it, we're supposed to have an audience with them in person is kind of a big deal. Right. Right. So um, in all this goodly hoopda, happy peace stuff. North Korea and the U.S. were supposed to meet at a summit in in June, um, but we learned this week that Trump actually, um, after you know, I guess North Korea sort of reneged a little bit and was starting to talk about nuclear weapons again, and you know, um, Trump essentially came out and said, "Listen, we're canceling this summit because you're being like openly hostile." However. 
uh, he's still a little bit open to something happening. And actually, right. I was watching on MSNBC before I got here that they're like negotiators in um, in Korea right now. Yeah. U.S. negotiators. And I think they to figure technically out, like, have like a do. target date for when they're going to redo it, right? right, right yeah. Right, right. So TBD, we'll see. We'll see. All right. So, you know, Trump. Our tweeter in chief. Listen, um, he talks so much trash, I can't take not a lick of it. So people talk trash back to him, and one of his tactics have been to block his block critics everybody. on Twitter. <laughs> um, everyone. Know. So can you block everyone at once? Thanks. <laughs> so essentially, uh, a judge um, ruled this week that he technically is just not allowed to because um, it goes against the First Amendment for free speech. And as a public figure, um, you know, it's sort of like you're the president. Like, like you, you can't really decide. Don't, you have to hear. I'm not saying you need to flood your feed with all this negative right. stuff, but like you have to get a pulse check of the people. You are literally the the president, <laughs> and you're blocking your like. It's just you're blocking people who are critiquing. You. Yeah, as, like get out of here. As a, right, and I mean, granted, Twitter is bigger than just America. So, right. but we all know he's blocked. He's blocked Americans. It's not like, oh, he's just blocking random people across the globe. Um, But I don't know. Well, I feel like this sets some... It's not a precedent, but, like, it's just interesting that this is part of, like, how we have to change our rules and laws for the country now Mm -hmm. around, like, Like Twitter. We have to... and the Will there now amendment. be laws that dictate how the president is supposed would, to like I, interact I with would, the would, social media? Honestly, as much as again, free speech, free speech, this, I'm just like, it's the president. Like, yeah. should our president be able to just tweet lies constantly? Tweet lies constantly, like talking about like things before they actually happen, happen and like yeah. his intention before it's actually like yeah. thought out. It like, just what? seems like a kind of safety <laughs> risk, and I don't know, right? Whatever. Um, so yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's still going to block away. <laughs> probably will. <laughs> exactly. And then what happens? Do, right. Do they I take him know. to jail because the, he didn't? Twitter jail. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, um, in other Trump news, this is actually kind of an interesting thing. Um, Trump recently signed three executive orders all related around easing up, um, on policies that kind of dictate, how we can go about like firing or dealing with federal employees right so you know i'm going to mention the two quick ones and then one that's pretty interesting to us because i could see how there could be some love hate to it so um one of the first ones is that he's renegotiating contracts it directs federal agencies to renegotiate contracts with unions representing government employees Mm -hmm. um, so as to reduce waste um, another one aims to cut down on quote unquote official time in which government workers who have no role, who have roles in the union, like helping colleagues are allowed to perform those roles during normal working hours, which I mean, that actually kind of makes sense to me. And in like the private sector, yeah. a lot of unions have policies in place that limit the amount of time you can do, um, Not union work during, during business work hours. hours. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, but the big one is that there's it's, he's trying to make it easier to fire and discipline federal workers um so in the past when he you know the administration says that it frequently took six months to a year to dismiss poorly performing employees 
followed by appeals and like all this stuff right yeah so an average of eight months to fire like an employee who's not doing well Mm -hmm. but the executive order will give poor performers only 30 days to demonstrate improvement rather than the current limit now i was talking to jemna about this you know on the one hand you can say all right if this person is truthfully a terrible employee who wants to wait a year paying someone to do a terrible job? Like federal, right? Federal <laughs> These are taxpayers' dollars, right? But then on the other hand, it's like you do, like. Is it fair for it to be such a short window? Short window. Yeah. And what if does that give someone reasonable amount of time to prove that whatever you feel is poor? Is not accurate, is an not accurate right. representation. So yeah, like it's it'll be interesting to see how this is implemented for different peoples. Right, right. Like you know, you always. I think one of the things you always worry about with these kind of things is is it going to be implemented in the right way all right, around and fairly and equitably to everyone. Right, 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 right. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. But I think if it's for you know not wasting taxpayer funds, getting rid of bad employees quickly and efficiently. Sure, but if now we'll start to undermine workers and undermine right. all of that, then I don't know if I'm, I'm that for it. So yeah. we'll, we'll see, see how, how it pans goes. out. Mm-hmm. All right, so, um, dang, where was this? Oh, Montana. Yeah. yeah. So these two women are minding their own business, grocery shopping in Montana, and they're asked by a border patrol agent to, um, give them, give him their ID, um, and the women were like. Hey, so like, why did you ask me for my ID? And he's like, ma'am, the reason I asked you for your ID is because I came in here and I saw that you guys are speaking Spanish, which is very unheard of up here. What? Mind you, these two women are American citizens who happen to have very thick Spanish accents, but and also speak Spanish. It should matter now. But it should not matter. And yes, yes, border patrol agents are within rights, especially I think a hundred miles from the border, um, to detain you know not detain but to question ask you. questions yeah. and like whatever but it should not be done but the only reason you ask them questions is because they spoke spanish exactly and so you know okay if you if it was a european like if it was a actual person from spain speaking spanish you know that probably would not have happened also are right spanish, they also fit the phenotypical profile right right yeah also are you saying that people can't visit Montana and speak Spanish? Like, what are you talking Spanish about? Spanish-speaking Americans can't. They're not talking to you. You're the one who's eavesdropping yeah. to know that they're talking in Spanish, anyways. Like, it. What is people's <laughs> okay? Okay. I mean, even back, to, like, uh, what, like, like that dude, right? Yeah. He got under fire, like, with Listen, workers I, who were talking in Spanish I, while he was trying to get his lunch. I think I do think it's rude, and I've always felt it, it's rude. When I walk into an establishment, let's say, and you're like almost being ignored, and people are talking and communicating in another in their language. language, yes, yeah. or and even, that's like bad customer service, right? Or even like when I'm at the nail shop, mm-hmm. and every conversation they have is in whatever Vietnamese yeah, or whatever Mandarin or whatever, whatever yeah. the language is. I find it to be rude because I feel like, you know, people are always gonna assume possibly that you're talking about them Uh even if you're not right and so it's always a thing of are they talking about me like what are they talking about why they can't just speak um you know english especially if they know it but then in the inverse it's like if that language is more comfortable to you like what does it matter to joe schmo 
that they're talking like if they're not right. trying to talk to you so it shouldn't phase you right like right. unless somebody's looking crazy suspicious like it should matter or not right 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 so right exactly so i'm not gonna what i was going with this is in a business for instance setting okay i can sort of see it but i'm not about to police two spanish people minding their own business on a private excursion to the grocery store and ask them like why are you speaking spanish or i'm not about to go into like a chinese person's home and be like hey don't speak chinese like yeah like (laughs) i'm not about to do that people really feel that way you're in america speak english okay oh my gosh i can't we're not gonna go there today um all right so then there's a big story this week um that came about with the hashtag where are the children so essentially um you know jevna and i we were first alarmed like super alarmed and i think it's a cause for alarm but not in the way that it's was being, being presented. Con- presented this week so they just essentially, dropped off the big stat of like yeah. 14 over 1400 almost 1500 kids are pretty much being lost um through the system when they're caught right and a good point to add to that is they essentially saying that these kids were separated from their parents mm-hmm. at the border and are now not accounted for right so just for some clarification um during the course of last october into the end of the year over like 6,000 um, uh, kids entered the U.S. through some illegal means, right? Yeah. Whether with their parents or by themselves. Um, so essentially what this the New York Times article hoped to like clear up is that the, the over the 1,475 kids that were quote-unquote lost, um, what happened was they did you know they checked in they they went on they went to check in on where these kids are a percentage of a large percentage of them were still with their sponsors and sponsors are people who either are family members of of these kids or know them in some way mm-hmm. and who are willing to take them on right um and then they got like some of them had ran away from their sponsors and some of them had relocated from their sponsors to some someone else and then another set they had not heard back from right so saying they're lost in the context of not being able to get in touch with them is kind of a tough place though it might be a cause for concern i think the other big thing is it was said that they were separated from their parents and granted separation from parents being separated from their kids at the border is not a recent thing and this this number should not be used to say this is the first time such a high number has right. ever happened and i feel like that's the conversation and one of the things i will say is you know trump is the trump presidency is one that is very problematic but what i don't want us to start doing is sort of blaming kind of what, things right. this, yeah it's kind of what they did if to we're Obama. not gonna let we're not gonna let trump trump try and claim things that are pros coming out of obama or previous administrations we're not gonna put things that have been in place Place, right as like tally marks against him exactly exactly and so essentially um separation of families not not purposefully or forcefully has happened it's been an issue that's been mismanaged mismanaged right so there's this ongoing conversation about what do we do about it? And granted, Jeff Sessions no, um, you know, Jeff Sessions is doing like a policy. I'm, I got to get the correct name here. But essentially, um, he wants like a no, 
no excuses policy, basically, mm-hmm. um, that that would cause anybody who comes to the border, any family that comes to the border, even if they're together, even if they're together, that they would take the kids. Um, And that is actually a punishment strategy that they feel would limit these people from From even attempting to come. Yeah. So he's actually said, if you don't want your children taken away, don't don't cross the border. Exactly. Don't. It's called zero tolerance. Sorry, I don't know. That was really simple. Um, Just to go back to what I was trying to say. Um, So, you know, that's kind of harsh because a policy like that has never really existed, though what the policy aims to do has happened. Does that make sense? Like, there hasn't been an official policy saying, let's separate children, and this would be the first of its kind. However, parents and their children at the border being separated is not a new thing right based on just how immigration has been happening right so there is cause for alarm here but i'm not sure how and in what ways can we fix it or technically who's to blame because i wouldn't be like yo this is trump like right i don't do think that like if what jeff sessions is pushing for ends up becoming like law right Mm -hmm. okay now we can be like okay so what are you gonna do to make sure that we're keeping tabs on these kids and like improve upon existing strategies or policies or whatever to make sure that because now you're gonna you're gonna get an influx of these kids who are now in this system so like what are you gonna do right exactly exactly so exactly All right, so the House approved a bill to roll back, roll back Dodd-Frank. And if you remember... Y'all know what that is? Dodd-Frank you <laughs> was a 2010 law that was designed to keep banks from repeating risky the risky business that got the U.S. into its 2008 financial crisis. Mm-hmm. So under Dodd-Frank, banks that are considered especially big and important get extra re- regulations. And with this rollback... Um, I guess the idea of what's big, quote unquote big, is being pulled back. So, for instance, if there were like 20 banks included, now that they're restructuring what big is, Mm -hmm. it's like six six, banks included who have to live under, well, actually the real amount is 10. Mm -hmm. So it would leave less than 10 banks on the list for extra regulations. Um, And these regulations help banks just make better decisions with your money and not, you know, buy all these, I don't know, like subprime mortgages or like, Mm -hmm. you know, just do the ridiculous, risky, crazy things that cause the recession. Um, But with this rollback, um, only a limited number of banks now have those same heavy regulations. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like I'm so annoyed because I feel like every break that's happening is a break that lines the pockets of the already wealthy and like big business. So it's like none of these things are helping me in any way. Even your tax break, you know, like the way you change tax exemptions, it's not helping me. Like Mm -mm. now you're doing this for all I know, this is going to end up messing up my chances at getting a mortgage or doing this and doing no, that who knows no. how this is going to end up panning out yeah <sighs> sigh 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 and i feel like 
if something's working, well, supposedly the reason for rolling it back is because it's hurting small businesses, you know? Um, not small businesses, I'm sorry, smaller banks. So these regulations, like, over-regulate Then do things banks. to allow smaller banks to petition or, yep. like... There are other ways to do this than giving more people... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. More autonomy. Exactly. Like, I don't know. Aye, aye, aye. All right. So, Harvey Weinstein, he turned himself into authorities on Friday in a um, court in New York. Um, he was arraigned on charges of first and third degree rape and committing criminal sexual acts in the first degree. Mm-hmm. Um, this is all seven months after some of the biggest allegations. And, with you, you know, we've heard... Names like um, what's the girl? What's the guy? Oh, what's the Mexican actress? Um, Salma Hayek. Yeah, has spoken out about him. Um, it was not uh, Black Pan- Black other. Panther. Um, oh, Lupita. Wha- Lupita Nyong'o. Um, oh my gosh, there's been quite a few women in in the industry as well as others who's spoken out about his um, awful ways. Yeah, but these things are from two specific incidents that are more egregious with women in 2013 and 2004 so yeah he brought himself in um he obviously you know he has bank y'all so he wrote a million dollar check for his bail crazy and he had to like forfeit or like surrender his passport so he can't like he has has to to stay in new york and yeah he has to be gps monitored Mm -hmm. what's crazy though is he pled not guilty yeah he turned himself in so it's kind of he's still trying to fight it it's not like he's admitted to anything right he's still saying he has not done anything wrong and you know what's funny i think about this all the time people are gonna say they do nothing wrong if if they don't see the wrong in the things that they like, if you feel like st- taking a candy bar from a store that makes a lot of money and take it's only one dollar, it's not that bad. Like you're gonna have a hard time convincing someone that stealing a dollar candy is not bad. And right. I feel like Harvey Weinstein is so bad down the sexual assault rabbit hole where he feels like. You know, these women were either interested in... Like, that's how I feel. This is how... I'm not saying this is what he actually thinks. This is how I feel. Like, it's so hard to convince a man so disgusting that he's actually disgusting. Oh, no. They tell themselves they wanted it. And, like, women... She was giving me the eye. She said, like, she was down. Right. No. No, Um, sir. So, another... Another one bites the dust, I guess. Yeah, um, this one kind of hurts. Narrator. Yeah, Morgan Freeman. He's eighty years old, older guy. You know, um, he's been accused of harassment or inappropriate behavior by eight women, according to a CNN investigation. Um, and many people have said that he's sort of, you know, a little cr- not. I wouldn't say crass, but like a lot of women have said, working with him, he tends to make body jokes. Um, and is and is a bit kind of whatever, and even in his um, like says things that are, are like if there's yellow to red flag, like he's maybe like darting the lines of like yellow yeah, or orange, yeah, like yeah. Um, suggestive remarks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's 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 weird because I don't know all these sexual allegations. I went from angry to yes, like finally. To almost like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like one of these things where I almost think the more things come to light, the more you're like, wait, wait, slow down, people. Like, let's actually talk about 
let's be clear about what we call sexual harassment. Let's mm-hmm. be clear about what we call rape. Let's be clear about what we call. And not to say we want to invalidate anybody's yeah. feelings or anything like but that. I, I just feel like, I feel like what I don't want to happen is where so much, so much murky gray area stuff come to light that people actually um forget or don't care anymore about the real black or white you Mm -hmm. know like so i feel like a lot of what's happening is kind of gray and i'll be honest i know people talk about morgan freeman you know if you wouldn't say it to your male colleague then don't say it to your female colleague and so you know it can be uncomfortable but it's one of those things where I'm not sure how to feel because it's not so blatant. And I know a lot of people share like how I feel like it's not blatant. So what is it? And it's like you're about to tarnish his legacy over something that's actually gray. Like, let's get to the bottom of it first mm-hmm. is how I feel. And I just think and I just think too much gray is popping up now like you know like i don't know there's a lot of gray to me and i don't want it to like wash or water down the real because this stuff is real it's a real Mm. problem but i feel like now people aren't paying attention anymore because it feels or because like when people hear about the areas that like i saw one of the clips with morgan freeman and i was like this girl got to go away right and assuming let's say there are other people like me who only saw the one allegation and that one person who is saying xyz right um this was a woman who thought that he like addressed her inappropriately when she was he was on a panel um for a last a movie he was in kind of recently like Mm -hmm. maybe a year ago and like he didn't even make a comment at her he was like responding to his like co-act you know his yeah. an actor on the stage with him and i was like really i was like okay we're reaching now yeah and, and then, it's one of those things where it's like yo i'm not trying to dismiss other people who may have had real issues with him or other but like when this is what's getting airtime and yeah. playtime as opposed to and not to say that any assault or making any woman uncomfortable is ever okay like but like bringing the things to the forefront that like not to say that I don't want to say nothing matters, but you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. come at somebody and tear them down when you have something to tear them down with. Now, yo, listen, I'm not about to put all my eggs in the he's not guilty oh, basket. Listen, I am I'm, not saying that. No, 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 but I'm just saying. We, especially older men. Yeah, I feel like their there perception was just this of culture. What, yes. I think the, there was just this culture where, like, this is what we do. Yep. This is how we operate. This is what we like. This is what the people who hired them did. This is yep. what, and you know, some of these things, there's a, we know these things can be learned behaviors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, I feel like we're getting to a point where we're realizing how deep, like, massa- like, you know what I mean? Yep. Misogyny lies no, and how yeah. deep it's ingrained into yeah. like how everything runs, especially like in the entertainment all industry. Right. So I guess all I'm saying is let's, pause a little bit like let's not be so quick i do i do start to now i want to vilify when we have the receipts yes all the receipts (laughs) please yeah i guess and i'm not saying there aren't any and i actually feel like they might be right but we just gotta figure it out a little bit better all right um 
So next on yeah, the list. Another, I guess, celebrity news, yeah. kind of. Um, Kanye West and Pusha T are kind of under fire um, for going a pretty controversial route. Um, so with, Pusha T, if you don't know who that is, he used to be a part of the clips. Yeah. I think that's how he like got pretty popular. Yeah. Him and his brother made the clips. Um, and their popular song was grinding because, you know, people be joking now, like, who is Pusha T? He's actually a pretty skilled rapper, and he's under Kanye's um, label, Good Music. Um, and so Kanye um, is pushing, he, he was pushing out his album this week, and he wanted for the cover of Pusha T's album an image of Whitney Houston's. Um, that image happens to be... Um, her bathroom a picture of her bathroom with drug paraphernalia all over it right so like Um, one of the family members had sneaked it the photo on the low right and it was sold to the inquirer granted that wasn't the bathroom she was in when she Mm -hmm. died however it is her bathroom right um and i believe possibly the same bathroom I'm not sure. But uh, it wasn't the same. But either way, we know what you're getting at. Right, right. (laughs) That was strategic. Like, that's what you're trying to get at with the image. And Kanye paid 85K for the rights to use it. So, you know, many people are like, who did he pay this 85K to? Because why would her family be upset if they accepted the money? Mm -hmm. Right? Um, But I think you said one of her cousins? I mean, so, so... You got one family member kind of coming into fans. You got other family members. I don't know. I I just wonder. I don't know if, for all we know, the person who's in his defense is the one who sold the photo originally to the Inquirer. So, like... Either way, I don't care. Yeah. Even if it was approved, I feel like it's kind of tacky. Just in poor taste, right? It's just in poor taste, one. And two, I I just don't like a situation where the person can't, like... Whitney Speak can't say behalf. right. She yeah. can't say yeah, I'm it's not cool, cool with this. or I am cool with it. Yeah, she can't. One and two. And like, why are we being so risque? For there's the sake ba- of there being are risque? Ba- there are bathrooms everywhere, and you could have like you literally could have remade this photo. Like, if it was that deep, you could have went and found any. Nobody. It wouldn't have been salacious if it wasn't her bathroom. It could. Uh, real talk. I almost wonder if like this was the whole goal because like now we're talking about it. And like now, people know to check for his album, and that but might it didn't make me listen. It, I mean, I like push it, so I'm probably gonna still listen to oh, it. But like, I have zero interest. <laughs> <laughs> you so, didn't get Kisa, oh, so jokes God. on you. Anyways, all right. So, you know, we always get some research, some some. I feel like, I feel like we're the most forlorn generation. I know. Out here Seriously, for like an 80s every baby every kind of. Every kind of article is like how broke we are, how we don't have start families, we can't find men, we can't we can't pay off our lo- debt, we can't buy a house, we can't buy cars. Um, and so, I guess someone just summed it all up and was like, "Millennium babies, '80s babies are the brokest generation." Yeah. And now I'm I'm making light of this, but there's actually some pretty um, illuminating stats. Um, mm-hmm. The so, net, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No. So economists from the Federal Reserve Bank in St. Louis were looking at uh, whether Americans are now wealthier or poorer than previous generations. Right. So they were doing like a comparative analysis based on like at your current age and stage, like how much wealth you currently have. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's crazy is that they found that as of 2016, the median net worth of those who were born in Reagan years was 34% lower than the past, 
Whereas like Gen Xers, the gap is a little smaller. It's like 18%, but still like beyond the, like in comparison to the baby boomers, we're just like not, we just don't have it. And like the two major issues or reasons behind that is like that we're like saddled with debt. Like, you know, yeah. and so the generations before they had debt, but their debt was good like debt. good debt. Like, they they were in debt because of getting a mortgage, so they have like a viable asset that's, um, and for their say for from their perspective, appreciating over time. Mm-hmm. Even okay, we're now at the point where like we're past the like high, the bubble the housing bubble and crisis that was a few years ago, right? So even if they had lost value in these assets a while ago, that's not the issue anymore. Right. So yeah, like we have debt that's for a piece of paper that doesn't even matter anything that bachelor's mm-hmm. that barely gets you in the door at a company that that paper you know what i mean like i mean i guess you could that's not an asset your mind is not an asset unfortunately right. no <laughs> so i mean it's hard out i here mean for your us. mind is an asset in some cases but but not enough to be hundreds of thousands of right. dollars in debt for and it's it's not helping it's hurting no. us and i think what's also happening is we're not we're not getting paid or pay increases at the rate of prior inflation. Right. They're not even at the rate of, right. They don't, they don't even, they're not even accounted for with inflation. I mean, there's just an increased cost of living in general. I guess we get cell phones and computers though. Okay, cool. (laughs) Can't pass that down to my, it'll be obsolete. Can't pass down my phone to my kids (laughs) and my kids, kids. (laughs) What is this brick? (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's so funny. Uh, Azara identified an actual like um, dial phone, the old phones. As a phone? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I, well, she didn't at first, but then there was like a video of someone like dialing it and she's like, that's a phone. But like, it was one of those weird things where she's like. She's used to a little box being a phone. Yeah. She's used to like a cell phone being a phone. Like, I don't know. It was kind of cute. She's like, phone. I was like, okay, girl. (laughs) Good for you. Um, but yeah, that's it for our roundup. roundup. Yeah. All right. So what were you feeling this week? Let's, let's get into our phase of the week. All right. So my fave of the week is actually my fave for the past two weeks. And I guess my fave for last week trumped it this time, but I didn't have a real fave this week, whatever. So my fave is Janelle Monae's album, Dirty Computer. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I really love Janelle Monae. And quite frankly, her albums stay hitting. Like, Electric Lady was the jam. Mm -hmm. The Ark Android was the jam. Like, this Dirty Computer stuff, the jam. Like, I am loving this album from top to bottom. And I actually made, like, a Janelle Monae playlist where um, I, like, just put all her albums and all her songs so you could just like cycle just through like everything cycle through everything and like i really love her music like i love her so much um so i don't know to me i don't see her she she's kind of getting more into like a dancey vibe but i think she says a lot you have to like listen to her lyrics and she's very good about production and like just thinking about how she uses her like She's very melodic. I don't know. I just really like listening to her from top to bottom. I don't have to sing along. I don't see her as that kind of person, but it just uh-huh. puts me in a good mood. So, anyways, I'm super feeling Dirty Computer and Janelle Monae. Okay. Um, my favorite of the week is a location. So, I mean, we already talked about how Boston's playing 
crazy games in terms of this weather but um we did have one really nice the first nice i guess 80 plus degree day yeah. um well it wasn't the first one because we're weird and have sporadic mm-hmm. nice days but it's so close to memorial now. day it's always during the week but like, we had really nice weather on friday and they actually had just reopened the rooftop at the envoy um i had never actually been to the rooftop um since it's been there so went there with a friend it was like really it was just nice like you can't you can never hate anybody who hates on a rooftop is just a terrible person that i don't want to be friends with <laughs> like how can that be bad i don't know but it's a nice place i mean it drinks a little expensive oh but um nice so, vibe overall okay but okay. like the line was crazy like i left work kind of early and like they were the line was already crazy outside. I think that's the problem with Boston, too. Everything's like, so small. It, everything's so small, and there's not many of them. So no, then, so everybody's going to the exactly. same ones. So yeah. if you learn, oh, this place is dope, everyone's trying to get there, and yeah. then everyone can't fit. So, like, it's a hot it's mess. a struggle. But anyways, all right, so that's it for our food for the week. All right, so as you know, the show's called Talk 360, and every week we pick a topic that's controversial or sort of controversial, um, and we try to explore it. So this week... Um, there was a really interesting, first of all, there's, uh, um, we learned that the NFL, um, will be fining folks who take a knee during the national anthem at any of their games. So that's one of them. And two, also for context, NFL owners did vote, get a chance to like vote on this and Mm -hmm. it was, you know, and it was moved forward with. Right, right, right. So essentially, um, We've been talking about Colin Kaepernick and him taking a knee and the kind of snowball effect that that had on the game. He, you know, eventually stopped playing. Um, Some people would argue that he was been blackballed. Right, right. Um, um, as well as many other players who had started taking a knee have now, all of them are now standing up. We've had mm-hmm. our president call them SOBs. Uh, people see it as unpatriotic. Well, and so part of the stipulation says that they just, if they don't, if they, rather than kneeling or protesting while it's happening, stay in the locker room, then come out. Trump's came out talking about, well, if they're going to stay in the locker room, like, they can get out of the country. Yeah. Like, mad ridiculousness. Yeah. Um, and... What's so there's this conversation now that has been going on because, as well, after learning about this, um, people have posted memes of side by sides of Colin Kaepernick and of Tim Tebow. Um, and actually, the Washington Post did an article this week, um, called Kaepernick versus Tim Tebow A Tale of Two Christians on it, Christianities on its knees. Um, I'm not so. Uh, I'll quickly say what the article is about. So essentially, they compare the lives of Tim Tebow and Colin Kaepernick. Tim Tebow is, you know, a very religious evangelical. He grew up in the Philippines. Um, he's, you know, he's been the person who pretty much prays before games, has been very kind of um, outspoken about his um, willingness to save himself for marriage. You know, he kneels all when he hits a touchdown. Yeah. Um, you know, so very kind of outspoken religious person who has in the past um, used the time on the field or used his time on the field to make a statement mm-hmm. about things like um, abortion. Um, and he has said in the past, like, he, why would he stand up for an anthem or to a country that allows um, 
babies to die through right. abortion. Um, and a lot of people welcomed his Christianity. He was praised. Oh, he was praised for his actions. Yes, yes, very much so. Um, and and his actions were not reviled or anything for the most part. Now we look at Colin Kaepernick, who he's also been an outspoken religious person, has been a part of um, the church uh, ever since being a kid. He was raised by two white parents who are Christians, two you know um, adopted parents who um, were Christians, and you know they they mention how you know he has tattoos of religious symbols and religious scriptures all over his his body, um, you know, but. His cause is one of activism, and so folks talk centered li- around race. Right. Uh, let's let's drop the 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 important factoid. Right, right. But the way this person tried to present it was how we like our Christianity to almost be like to be pro white, not pro, <laughs> not pro white per se, but Jesus be white. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. No. But, but we sort of like our Christianity um, of the non-activism kind. Passive. Like, passive, mm-hmm. right. Like passive Christianity. And so what Tim Tebow's actions felt like were more passive. Like, you know, not really trying to rile people up. Even though it was in public, it it felt more, quote-unquote, private, right? Like you're, like a man standing up for his beliefs, his personal beliefs, Um but, like, it's not Colin's fault that it became a movement. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. even that, like, that's so stupid. That's a dumb argument. Like, right. oh, he was a standalone showing us his personal opinion on his personal beliefs. But it's like, that's the exact same thing right. Colin was doing. No, yeah. No, for real. And it makes you, certainly, obviously, there's this question of, and so let's talk about free speech, right? Mm-hmm. Um what what exactly do, what exactly do we mean in the society about what free does speech? it protect yeah like, what like to because you cannot you cannot now i think the issue with the whole Colin Kaepernick thing is people have relabeled what his what his goal was his goal is not to stand up against police no. his goal is not to um, look down on the flag or anybody who has fought for the flag. His goal is saying you fought for the freedoms of all Americans and all people and all people free. are free and aren't able to have the same rights of right. this flag. And so I am kneeling to say until all my fellow men, which is a very Christian act until all my fellow men have the same freedoms and the same rights, which is something we all want. That's what we say in our in our anthem. That's what we say in the Pledge of Allegiance. Like, how can you how can you take from his actions something completely different, relabel it, mm-hmm. retitle it, decide what you think it is, and then vilify him for something he never said he was doing? Right. He's not anti-American. He's not anti-military. Anti-police. He's just anti-injustice. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't we all be anti-injustice? Right. Like, That's what? That's the whole reason why we have a judicial branch. But the so then it calls the question: 
what is it that makes you believe that his intent mm-hmm. isn't of a Christian, like of what makes you believe that his intent is not justified or what makes you believe that he's his intent is wrong because i think it's the same i feel like it stems back to why black lives matter is not a cool thing to protest right like i think once you have a situation where a people and i'm saying a people but honestly i'm saying white people right feel Mm -hmm. like they're under attack even though they're not under attack, what's under attack are the policies and the procedures that are creating disparities in terms of like how the black, like the between the black and the white experience in America, yeah. right? Like, but somehow they're taking, you know, they, they take it offense. It all boils down to, is this cause a cause I care about or I deem worthy? Right. Or is it not? And I it can't be when it, it doesn't matter to you. Exactly. That's all it boils down to. If you care about abortion, if that's what if that's a cause you find worthy of 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 um, then it's of, okay. You can protest however you protest, see fit. Right. Then go ahead. But you don't agree. First of all, there are still people out here who are saying Trayvon Martin was smashing. Um, that what's whatever his name is head into the ground like, like these are no. comments that I see Stop. like the thug th- Trayvon Martin was beating what's his name's head into the ground didn't have a chance to actually and and I'm, <laughs> and I'm just like but where are all these bruises where is all this blood and this beating of someone's facts, head into the ground Kisa, like, you know we're in the facts, new world facts don't matter I'm not even gonna go there but because people don't actually believe there's actually injustice against black people they're dismiss they're the entire dismissing the entire thing. thing. Yeah, they're like, well, that's not my experience. Of course, it's not your experience. You're not black. I don't. I don't know how to spell that out for you. Like, and I guess what also annoys me though is like, it irks me how at the end of the day though, like people can still even when it comes to like feminism and like women's issues, people can. It's still not perfect, but like people can see people can go oh well my mother sister wife whatever Mm -hmm. i want the best for them blah 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 but it's like why is it that you can attempt to empathize when it's something like that but then for whatever reason reason, when when it's race it's like can't do it nope here's what's confusing to me right and i was thinking about this this week because the more the more I grow older, the more perplexing racism is and the race relations in this country are to me, especially now that we're getting to the phase where, um, you know, racism is now racism against white people. Right. Like right. because you guys got treated so badly. Now you just want to get back at us and treat us badly. So you guys are all racist because you're trying to get back at us. Right. And it's just like. America's like coming to its reckoning with itself and like people don't know how to respond to that because the problem is there's never going to be a kumbaya like this country's history is so so bloody so terrible so bloody so terrible that to really think that you're gonna get to a point like that no I'm never gonna forget is the point not even that but to really think that everybody in this country does not see color and is now in their kumbaya like oh my gosh oh kumbaya let's all we had a black president kisa we're post-racial but but i think what i'm trying to say here is you 
the history of this country has been so bad. Yeah. The experiences of so many people in this country, and it continues to happen, right? How it's just a new target. There's how, always just a new target. How can you? We we America was built on like xenophobia I, and Columbus Inc. <laughs> but I don't even understand how. I don't even understand how there's so many white people who really think that racism is persisting because black people have are now talking about being black are talking about lives. being black and, <laughs> and are their now reverse racism <laughs> being racist against them like i can't i can't understand how you can go think of the history of this country follow the history of this country like truthfully after after we were allowed to vote right and after after um darn what's the law that Jim Crow mm-hmm. ended. Did you really think that everybody in this country was like, yes. I gotta follow laws now. I gotta follow all these laws now. So I'm not gonna discriminate. Wait, and black anything. people are all like, oh, they let us free. Oh, I love everyone. They're all so awesome. Never mind, they just hung my daddy from a tree. Everyone is great. And all the white people are like, oh my God, we all love all the black people now. Let's all live together. Let's welcome them all Let's to our neighborhoods. Them. Right. <laughs> is that like, is that what happened? It's not. No, there was so much festering tension. Do you know what happened after that? The moves to the suburbs. <laughs> So much festering tension. And I mean, I'm going down a rabbit hole here. Yeah. But all I'm saying is, I just cannot, for the life of me, understand how people changed the aim of Kaepernick's protest. And well, then, like, you literally, there's another example of somebody doing the same thing. And you find a way to rationalize yeah. the difference. And, allow and that's what I think is so speech. scary. That's, what, that's actually what I think is so scary about prejudice and discrimination and the experience of racism in this day and age because it's like you're not fighting against an overt like blatant crazy I mean sometimes there are overt blatant crazy Mm -hmm. things that happen but you're fighting against a person who's trying to be PC and grasping at straws and giving you all the excuses and reasonings behind why Mm -hmm. they're doing whatever they're doing as opposed to really calling a spade a spade and like being real about why they feel the ways that they feel. Exactly. Exactly. No. Like you're saying it's not because he's black, but and it's because he's not Christian enough. But is that really what right. it is? And and if you're saying his, and then are you saying his cause is not one that's worthy? Because who gets to decide what cause is worthy of protest? I mean, these pro-lifers are the same ones who don't want to take care of the baby once it's in this world. They don't want the baby. No, but. If, if if this country is built on free speech and the right of, of protest, who decides free speech what is... that helps the minority or, well, now about to be minority that is currently in power? Right. That's the only one that's allowed. No. Who decides? I think that's a fundamental the question. people in power, which is why the true definition of racism is so important, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is why this matters. No, like, yeah. get out of here with your reverse racism. Like, the fact that you can cause so much of a stink that we now change the rules in the NFL all over this dude kneeling. Like, this is wild. Y'all got to have better things to do with your lives. No. Go vote, okay? Like, go do something. I feel like America is just, like, the propaganda like central like to even make this about 
patriotism and like you know have people come down on cap and feel like yes this is the best decision ever but even that doesn't make sense because kneeling is a sign of respect in the military stand for our flag become be the best patriots you could be yes you know what you know what's the best thing we can do for america treating all people who are in america fairly yeah and actually making sure all people in, who are in America for any point in time have access to the things that they need. Right. Be good citizens to your fellow citizens. Exactly. That's what we need to do to make a better America. Yeah. That's what would make America great. Yeah. But going back to going back to this this you know, this really blatant example, um, it's like I think the, the, the author's argument is not even, you know, they weren't trying to raise this conversation necessarily. It comes up, of course, of color. But it's like, I think it raises the argument of what, like, what does your Christianity look like? Who does your leadership, who does the person who you, you follow look like? Mm-hmm. And in a society that's majority white, it's like you can get behind most any cause by a white person because you can somehow see yourself in that person. You can relate to them. You can relate to a them. A person who looks like right. me feels this way, so it must be valid. Right, right. And so, you know, it just really calls the question. You can empath. They're more apt to empathize with someone right. who looks it, like and them. And then it also calls the question the kind of hypocrisy, right? Like, kneeling was is not the fundamental issue, right? So now you're acknowledging, now you can... You can't argue that kneeling was the yeah, issue. But they would try to, but you can't argue right, that. Right. But many will still say kneeling is the issue, and kneeling is not the issue. It's no. what the person's kneeling for. Right. So with that, you know, if you disagree with us, if you have any other comments, um, please feel free to share them with us at Talk360Show um, on Twitter, at Talk360Show on Instagram, as well as you can email us or... Hit us up on Facebook. Um, our email is talk360show at gmail.com and facebook.com slash talk360show. Um, hmm. With that, we will get into our 10 words or less. Yes. Um, to close out the show. So what, what spoke to you this week? What Pisa? spoke to me this week? So... Always remember, your worth is not based on someone's needs. Mm. Um, you know, I don't know. I This spoke to me a little bit. It spoke to me a lot of bit, actually. Um, because I think, what was I reading? It was, it was mostly about kind of like relationships or how we interact, you know, how we interact on the daily with, with people and with our coworkers and blah 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 and how fundamentally as people we kind of function we, obviously we are like interconnected we have to we have to live and function around other people mm-hmm. and having acceptance from people is like important but in so much that we do that we tend to like let the outside control like who we are like and how we how feel, we about, feel about ourselves, about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm never one to think F what people think like at all, you know, like it's very important what other people think in this world because we live in an interconnected world, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I think how we can thrive the most is if we feel good about ourselves and how we feel and how, and, and what like 
goes into the world is one that we're proud of and that you know people accept and I think that that's okay so I think it all starts with you um and feeling good about yourself and not so much stressing out about what others think all the time and I sometimes just need that reminder even no, that's a good as one. I get older gotta stay centered you know um my 10 words or less this week are the future depends on what you do today shout out to Mahatma Gandhi um but yeah I mean it's pretty straightforward like yes. get your ducks in a row now <laughs> for sure <laughs> <laughs> alright y'all so Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. If you made it this far, you're the real MVP. I always say that. Like us. Share us. (laughs) Let us know. Um, And if you have topics, if you have any ideas for guests. Ooh, um, are you like a subject matter expert in anything? Like, are you a boss in your industry climbing up the ladder? Let us know. We will want other people on the show. There's actually a few topics we've kind of been holding off on because we're like, it's just not right for us alone to to talk about it. Yeah. Um, And that includes like the conversation around toxic masculinity any toxic, we need some fellas. Any toxic men out there? No, just kidding. thanks. I don't have I don't have the capacity to deal oh, with gosh. you in a real way. No oh, gosh, but yeah. But yeah, let us know. We're always down to continue the conversations with some new voices and faces. Yes, yes, yes. All right, guys. So we'll see you next week. Peace out. Bye.